hard to believe we've only seen 10 movies. <laughs> well, we've only seen 10 Marvel movies. I know, right? We've seen so oh, many other movies in the so meantime. God, we have problems. Yeah. All right, so welcome to Insert Super Pun Here. I'm Allison. I'm Parker. And what we do is a quick recap is, um, <laughs> technically, we are supposed to do this on a weekly basis, but... We're busy. We have lives. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Have jobs this doesn't happen on on the reg, but we talk about uh, Marvel movies. So we're mm-hmm. going in the in the order of uh, the Marvel movies being created here, and we're just kind of you know coming from different backgrounds regarding comic books, mm-hmm. uh, and just I don't know, loving to hear ourselves talk. Yeah, apparently about things that we talk about without recording. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, so. normally there's not a microphone on. We should always have a mic on us. Right, right. We should always be recording. Always be recording. Um, so like okay. Always be selling. Yeah, no. no. Always be closing. Damn it. Not good. Always be closing. Yeah. ABC. Always be closing. <laughs> I know, but it was like an unspoken reference. <laughs> and then you spoke it and you fucked it up. <laughs> we'll edit that out. No. We'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. It's good. <laughs> All right, well, today we're talking about a really exciting movie, a really fun movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. The movie that had no right to be good. And yet... Was one of fantastic. my Fantastic. one of my favorite movies. So, I guess a little bit of background, like, why don't you talk about, um, you know, your knowledge of and your feelings towards Guardi- Guardians of the Galaxy before this movie came out? My feelings were none. Not not towards the movie. No, but, my yeah, feelings okay. were none. All right. Growing up, Guardians wasn't a thing that I even... It wasn't a big Marvel anything, mm-hmm. like when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, and so... Was it, it kind of like a weird offshoot thing? To me, it was. Oh, okay. I, never, I mean, like, I knew of them. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a raccoon. <laughs> we all knew Rocket, so I knew there was a raccoon, um, but if they weren't on... Like, when I was younger, if they weren't on the X-Men animated cartoon or the Spider-Man animated cartoon on Fox mm-hmm. or the Channel 11, um, not the CW, <laughs> but it was just Channel 11, yeah. um, Fantastic Four Iron Man, I didn't really know a lot about it. And then I started reading comics, and they never really referenced some of the Guardian stuff. But So I knew of them, but I didn't really know much about them because they were just uh, a nothing... Yeah. They weren't that, I mean, diehard, diehard people, I, th- I believe, older than me mm-hmm. probably knew more about them, but I, they just, I knew that they existed, Yeah, and I knew they were kind of a joke, mm-hmm. and that was really it. Um, okay, so yeah. my background probably, so this movie came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that I heard about, so I referenced, I referenced in the last episode that I worked at the Apple store. Right. Lots of nerds working at the Apple store. Um, and this one guy that I worked with probably in like 2011, 2012, maybe. Um, he, I forget if we were like, if we were having a conversation about Mm -hmm. comic books or what, but, um, he mentioned guardians of the galaxy was his favorite comic. Um, okay. or, or something along the lines of like his one, I think he said that his favorite character was Rocket Raccoon. And, and a lot of people who know about yeah. Guardians, they actually liked it. Right. It just wasn't popular yeah. enough. Well, because it's a super weird right. concept. Right. 
Um, I mean, you've got this, you've got a raccoon, you've right. got this animated tree right. type thing, but, and it takes place in, in a galaxy that's not this one, and is a lot of alien and fantastic things well, happening. Right, and the Guardians weren't always, the Guardians Rost always changed, yeah. it yep. wasn't always these people, and so... But I think, you know, and not knowing too much, but knowing a little bit... When it changes, there's still a lot of weirdness. Oh, no, there's always weirdness. Yeah, right. Always weirdness. So I, so that was my first, like, you know, I didn't read them. Right. It was just him talking about right. them. Even I didn't. And then I remember maybe shortly after that is when they announced there was mm-hmm. going to be a Guardians movie, and he was, like, out of his mind excited about it. Well, and I think Marvel, by the time, when Marvel finally announced that they were making a Guardians movie, we were all willing to give it a chance because all the, most of the right. movies have been good. Yeah. Like, we're like, oh, this is probably going to be the one that's, eh. You're right. You know, but, mm-hmm. boy, did yeah. you watch that? Oh, my. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think probably one of the things that a lot of people were looking forward to was Chris Pratt. Um, mm-hmm. By this point, he was he's, he was pretty uh, famous. I guess you can use the word famous. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, for his, his role on Parks and Rec. Right. And so, but, you know, this role is... No, I would say this role is very different than his role as Andy Dwyer. Not just physically, but, like, in... Um, in Parks and Rec, he's supposed to be this, you know, he's kind of an idiot. Well, right, but, but this role is still a kind of a goofball Yeah, no, person. definitely goofy. Yeah, but, he, he wasn't a serious, it was, oh, yeah. but also, before this movie, he also did Zero Dark Thirty. Mm-hmm. So he did show right. that he can be somewhat serious. Right. Too. So, I mean, I never saw Zero, Zero <laughs> Dark Thirty, but I know it was a serious role. Yeah. And so he had Andy Dwyer, but then he had yeah. Zero Dark Thirty stuff. So it's just kind of, he showed that he could be funny mm-hmm. and serious, which was perfect for Star Wars. Well, and I will say that I was looking forward to this movie because of uh, the person who wrote and directed right, it. Right. Um, James Gunn is, I'm a huge James Gunn fan. Yes. Um, Slither. Slither is probably one of one of my all-time favorite mm-hmm. movies. It's, it's really movie. up there. Yeah. Um, and so, um, is that him? Yeah, it was hell. So my dog hates it. <laughs> he hates, hates it. Doesn't like scary. Um, so I was really excited because I was like, well, anything James Gunn does right. is going to be amazing. Right. Uh, so yeah, so written and directed by uh, James Gunn. Um, like we mentioned, this movie came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so besides Chris Pratt, we also have Zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. which I feel like is always a home run. Right. I really like her. Um, Dave Bautista, which I feel like was a very interesting casting, but... But he did a great job. Yeah. It worked out really, really yeah. well. Uh, Vin Diesel as the Groot. voice of Groot, which I think is really odd because I don't think in any way it sounds like well, him. Well, no, it's computer generated as well, the voice. Like, it doesn't sound like him. It has to be... It's, I think it's him doing a voice, but it doesn't sound like him at all. So it's like, why would you even pay somebody this much to well, do see, this? But I feel I thought he did the voice, but then they kind of oh they computerized they it a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, it could be. Uh, we got Bradley Cooper, Cooper as the voice of Rocket Raccoon, which is perfect. Right, but it doesn't sound I like think Bradley he, Cooper. Either. It doesn't really sound like Bradley Cooper, but I think he does a fantastic mm-hmm. job. Um, and you know, not to you know shit on Vin Diesel or anything. I mean, well, you're right. voicing a character that says. Technically, four words. Right. Um, yeah, so... We have to say them in different inflections. <laughs> like that sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, so we also, we'll get into a little bit more of the, you know, the people mm -hmm. later on. Um, but yeah, so this, I remember like watching this movie and as soon as it ended, just being like, I want to watch this. Again. Oh yeah. Oh it yeah. It was so good. It was such a good movie. It had, it has all the feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. It, it's just, it's a great movie. It makes you visually, laugh. It makes stunning. you sad. Yeah. It's visually stunning. It's a good story. Great chemistry. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's a good movie. Um, all right. So we're really going to try to stick to uh, not going frame by frame. frame of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I made, I tried extra hard to make sure that my notes were not scene by scene. scene right. So we'll kind of. I tried really hard by not taking notes. <laughs> so what we'll try to do here is, is, um, and I think, you know, we had talked about this a little bit off, off mic. Mm -hmm. Um, off the record about maybe doing like an act one, act two, act three. Mm -hmm. So what we have here, act one, and the first thing that I'm really struck by and, you know, that actually turned out to be a huge thing from this movie is the soundtrack. This, right. Well, I mean, the fact that the sequel is called volume two. Right. Which, you know, yeah. and after this movie, I went and bought, downloaded, oh, yeah, me too. Um, Awesome Mix volume one. I have not, I have not bought like an right. actual album right. off of iTunes, I had not in forever, right. and I I yeah. immediately purchased it. Definitely, uh, even though you can get these <laughs> these songs anywhere else, right? But it's just <laughs> yeah. I don't know in the album. Yeah, no, I, it's yeah. great. Um, so basically, um, we get you know Star Lord's backstory. Yeah, we get his backstory. Yep. His mom dies of cancer. And he, a ship just picks him up and off of Earth. Right. So we get that um, Chris Pratt is is an Earthling, or right. as they call him, a Terran. Right. From Terra. Um, so, and I, you know, I think it's kind of important that they did this because it establishes because there are other characters in the movie mm -hmm. that look like they're human. Right, but they're not. Human. Right. Right. So, so you know, this was it like lets us know that none of this takes place on Earth. Right. Um, but I think that it was a really nice start because it gives you the emotional investment in the character and gives you his backstory right. in probably what amounts to maybe three or four minutes. Right. And lets you know, he, it also lets you know that his dad wasn't in the picture uh -huh. and that his mom, that his mom dies. Yeah. Um, his dad not being in the picture is important mm -hmm. as we go on yeah. later on. Yep. So. So, um, and then we are introduced to grown-up Chris, Chris Pratt, um, who's basically oh a, a thief. He's basically... I'm, t I'm sorry, I'm right. trying to remember his character's name. Star Lord. No, but his real name. Star Lord. Oh my gosh, what's his name? I know! We know his name, they it's say so it terrible. all the time. I want to say Kevin, and I know it's not Kevin. <laughs> Give us one Oh second. my god, I wish it was Kevin I so know. badly. Um, it's not Kevin. Oh my Kevin. gosh. No, Peter Quill. Peter Quill. Oh, it's like, why do I think Kevin? I know it's not Kevin, but I thought it was Kevin. Oh my I god, that would have been Kevin. so good if it was Kevin. No, Peter Quill. Yeah. Duh. Peter Quill. Right. He wants everyone to call him Star-Lord. Oh, and so that was the only name that. we could I remember. Um, so yeah. Uh, one is one of my favorite moments is um, it's kind of a quick throwaway thing towards the end of the movie where somebody calls him Star Lord and he's like, "Finally!" <laughs> so we see him basically on a planet and he's trying to steal something very Indiana Jones style, yeah, with some more oh, dancing. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, very yeah, no, Indiana very Jones. There's a there's something that he has to grab off like an a altar. Pedestal. Yeah. yeah. And so it just kind of gave me an Indiana Jones vibe. Oh, that's a really and good it was point. A cave yeah. Yeah. So nice. You know, and but a little bit more. Right. <laughs> a little bit more pure. A little like dancing. Yes. Than Indiana Jones normally does. <laughs> if if Chris Pratt had played Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones, which there was talk that he might have. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But what happened to uh, oh, Child of Book? I think that's done. Yeah, that movie was... Ugh. Anyway, this okay. is not the Indiana Moving Jones part. Um, and then we're, we are eventually introduced to Ronan, the accuser, who right. I would like to point out... Well, before we go to Ronan. Well, for a second. Okay. So Peter Quill goes to steal something. It's an orb. It's an orb. They refer to it right. as the orb. And it's important to know that orb. Okay. <laughs> and then he jumps into his ship, and what's just funny is um, he takes off in his ship, and... <laughs> All of a sudden, an alien girl mm-hmm. comes out of this ship, and it just... You and know, he forgot she was there. She forgot he was there, but it just shows that he's kind of a playboy. Yeah. He kind of goes around and has sex with... Him. He's the Captain Kirk of Marvel Universe. <laughs> okay. Going around and just All right, having I see sex it. with random aliens. <laughs> there you go. Now, we're... So now we'll talk universe. about Ronan. Um, so I would just like to point out that within seconds, because Ronan is a Cree... Um, and, and he is like, he's giant, he's covered, he's blue and he's covered in this big like suit thing. And he's, we hear him talking and within like three seconds of him talking, I was grabbing your arm and saying, is that Lee Pace? And I was like, no. And then like a couple of seconds later, I was like, that's Lee Pace. Um, so excited because Lee Pace is one of my all time favorites. Um, I mean, he doesn't get yeah, he's not very Lee Pacey in this movie. No, I mean, he's no pie maker, no. but I don't care. I'll watch Lee Pace do no, literally I know. anything. No, I know. Never mind. I was going to say something really no. inappropriate. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so we're introduced to Lee Pace, <laughs> Ronan the Accuser, <laughs> yes. who's talking to Thanos. Yes. Uh, we see Gamora and Nebula, yep. who are Thanos' daughters. And sisters, so sisters. Um, and. Yeah, so basically they're talking about getting the orb. Right. So we're seeing that, you know, basically this this is kind of a, a, hi- a, a heist movie an, where everyone's after the same thing. It's an imported orb. Yes. You know, and so, um, and then we see Gamora's just like, you know what, I'll go get it. Yeah. And it was obvious she was talking about, you just kind of see a little bit of the tension between Gamora and Nebula, mm-hmm. um, as sisters, yeah. one was Thanos' favorite, mm-hmm. and one was not. Yes. Uh, so then we go to the planet Nova, Nova um, where Quill is trying to sell the orb. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who's going to get it from him hears that Ronan's involved and is like, I want oh, no part of this. Right before that. Sorry. Right before that, we're introduced to the Ravagers. Okay. Um, which is Yondu. Mm-hmm. Is a ravager, and he talks about how he should never have picked up Quill. So we know that he is that was in that spaceship that took Quill off Earth. Yeah, and we'll hear about it again at the end of the movie. Well, right, but I'm saying, but we, but don't we have to? I understand we're not going pace by pace, but yeah. don't we have to know Yondu's kind of an important character? I, mean, I guess. So we should just say <laughs> that Yondu. Mm-hmm. Um, we're introducing Yondu. He's mad because he wants the orb. And he right. puts a bounty on Quill. Okay. 
Okay, now we're back. Okay, yeah, I see the point of that. Because right. back on Nova, Gamora is trying to get the orb away from Quill. They're fighting. Uh, Rocket and... Yeah. Rocket and Groot mm-hmm. are also there. And, they, and they're just trying to find a, a job. Mm-hmm. Um, not like... Hey, I want to work your Chick Fil A. It was more like they're trying to they're trying to find people who have bounties on them. Yeah, so they can. We see that um, Stan Lee makes his cameo yes. as kind of a, a pervert. Yeah, um, macking on a young girl. So then there's a really mm-hmm. awesome fight yeah. between Gamora, Groot, Peter Quill, and Rocket Raccoon. And so it was just, and they all end up getting arrested. Yes, they all end up getting arrested, and they go to the kiln, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a a floating prison in space where all the worst people go. Um, and this is where we, um, we see how important this, uh, uh, Walkman is to Peter Quill. So before we even get to that, I really feel like, cause it's, again, I feel like we're getting paced by beat by beat again. And it's, it's all, some of it's me as well. But, but, so, I'm not using this podcast to attack Allison. Yeah, I but feel I, like you are. I think if we spend a little time now talking about not just what happens in the prison, but I feel like the prison is where we get so much character development about almost every main guardian. Okay. Um, so, they, they meet Drax and that whole thing and everything like that. But I think if we talk a little bit about each character, mm-hmm. and about what we learn about them, in the prison, I feel like that would kind of just make a nice little okay. Thing. So, like Peter Quill. So, mm-hmm. talk about his Walkman. And- <laughs> um, so he has his Walkman um, that has that's the basis for the soundtrack, which again is a cool little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this cassette tape that he's listening to, um, and it's got all these cool songs on it. It gets impounded when they you know, get to the prison and he ends up trying to fight a guard who has it and is like looking at it and is like, doesn't know what it is because it's from an alien planet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we see that he's like attached to this and he's willing to apparently get beaten up for it. Right. Um, And then uh, basically the next thing that we kind of see is we see them walking through the main thing and Gamora is getting... So, okay. Before we get to that, so the things that I notice about oh, Peter Quill. Oh, I'm sorry. Quill, yes. What would you like to well, say no, about, like Peter, about Quill? Peter Quill in the whole prison? So the whole, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the prison. Mm-hmm. And basically they all end up coming together to break out because they want to get this orb mm-hmm. to a, to some a buyer who will pay a million. Four billion units. Four billion. A lot of units. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. so So that's what basically happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we're assuming most of you have seen the movie if you're listening to this, <laughs> so you kind of know what happened. Right. So what we see in Peter's, we almost see an arc of him just in the prison, where he really doesn't care about any of those people. But as little things happen within the prison, you kind of see him caring a little more. Like for example, you see, you know, he's very nasty to Rocket in the beginning of the prison, mm-hmm. but then you almost see some of his. I'm going to call it his humanity in the fact that he notices when they're all changing and getting their prison garb on that rocket has a bunch of scars on his back and almost like robotic mm-hmm. looking things that just lets the audience know that you, he was probably experimenting on mm-hmm. at some point, which is just something you learn about rocket. Mm-hmm. 
But what I liked is you kind of saw almost a caring look mm-hmm. on Peter's face as that happened. And then as everything kind of goes on, you see him kind of not liking people, but kind of wanting to help, wanting to care a little bit about some of these people that he just met where he didn't care anything about them when they first got here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like you kind of see that slight little arc okay. in him within the prison. All right. So, I don't know. I just think that's important to say, you yeah. know. Um, then we see, now, Gamora. Mm-hmm. So, we noticed that, like you were saying, as she was going through, people were being really nasty to her mm-hmm. because she's known as helping Thanos to kill families. Well, helping Ronan. Ronan. But they also know that she's with Thanos. Yeah, but they, they hate Ronan because right. Ronan's the one that's going around killing families right. and stuff. But, and they know that she right. works with she Ronan. Works with but they also know her Thanos connection, which is also pretty bad. Yeah, but Thanos that's not why a, they're yelling at her. I thought some of them. Well, that, well, when Rocket explains it, he's right. talking uh, about Ronan. Okay. So, like, I mean, because at this point, we don't know anything that Thanos has done. Right. Yeah, but anyone who knows anything knows Thanos. Right. And knows he's not but a he good says, person. But he says a lot of these people have lost have lost um, loved ones to right. Ronan. Right. And his goons. Right. Um, and so one of those people, we find out, is um, is Drax, who's mm-hmm. going to you know be part of the team here. Um, but what we see of Gamora is her resolutely walking through mm-hmm. this, like... Well, yeah, not... Just not paying attention to anyone. Yeah. Not really Like, talking. trying to be aloof. Like, right, while they're having, all yelling yeah. at her and stuff, she goes into a prison cell alone. But you see when she sits in the prison right. cell that it is actually affecting her a little oh, yeah. bit. because she looks um, like, Right. Right. She, she, so she acts tough, mm-hmm. but she actually does show a bunch of emotion. Right. We also... This is also showing some of Peter's caring, mm-hmm. because there's a scene then later on where, in the middle of the night, they kidnap... Yeah, they take Gamora her to, to, to like, kill her. Yeah. Um, and Peter hears that, and yeah. he actually goes to help her. Mm-hmm. So, right. You know, again, these are people he shouldn't want to help. Yeah. He, he, he knows nothing of her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you know, Rocket said she's kind of a bad person. Yeah. So why would Peter want to help her? But he kind and of she feels, kicked his ass. Right. So, yeah. but, she, but he kind of feels like right. he wants to help her. So, I mean, we don't see... Well, okay, so for, like, Rocket and Groot. So mm-hmm. Rocket and Groot are kind of a, a, a package deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocket's clearly the, the talker of the right. two. Um, and and, like and the ringleader. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically what we see here is Rocket is is protecting Quill. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because he wants the bounty on his head. Right. And Rocket, or, you know, nobody's really... Afraid of Rocket, right. they're really afraid of Groot. Right. Um, and then, so basically, I mean, I don't know how much character development you get. I mean, what I get out of Rocket's character development in in the kiln scenes is um, his ability. Like he's he's very smart mm-hmm. in like a um, a functioning way. Like he he's the reason that they're able to escape. Well, right. No, right. He hatches a plan. Well, you also know that he's genetically modified. That he, you know, they. Well, they yeah, call I'm not him, saying he was born. No, that but way. I'm saying they call him a raccoon. He doesn't know what a raccoon is. Right. Like it's it's yeah. that type of thing. Right. So. But he's so he's very handy. He's mm. like constantly he's like building things. Mm. He's getting them out of scrapes and right. putting plans together right. and that kind of stuff. Um, 
And, and so that's, I think what we see from him. Um, and then, I mean, you don't, I guess Groot gets a little bit of character development. Well, there's not a lot. Yeah. There's not a lot you could do with him, right. but, um, and then Drax, like we mentioned is, is the uh, fifth member here. Right. And what we see is when they were going to kill Gamora, Drax was like, um, basically we find out that Ronan has killed his family right. and Drax. he wants to kill right. Gamora. And this is where Peter steps in and saves her life. Right. Uh, and basically is like, Ronan is going to come looking for her. Right. So you need to keep her alive, whatever. Well, and so um, they all agree to basically, she explains that she has a buyer. Yeah. They all agree to split it. And Drax only goes along because he wants her to take him to Ronan. Right. So he can kill him. Yeah. So they basically have the awesome breakout scene. Yeah. And they get out of the jail. Mm -hmm. and we see Quill go back for his walk. Right. Lines. Yeah. Right. And how that important that But is. also, I think something, if we're going to talk about character yeah. development, that's really, um, that's, you know, a really pivotal moment, I think, is um, P Peter tells them to go to his ship and he's going to catch up with them. And um, there's a moment which uh, they're going to leave him mm. because they don't want to get caught. Right. And Gamora thinks that he's given her the, the orb so they can just go. And it turns out that, no, he kept the orb because, you know, he's this is not his first time dealing exactly. with, yeah. you know, Thieves. unscrupulous right. people. Right. Why well, I said that weird word. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> unscrupulous people. Mm. There we go. Um, so I think that that's interesting because we, you know, we're, we're seeing here that, you know, just because they happen to band together to get out doesn't mean that they trust each other. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, uh, that's basically the end of our act one there, but yeah. I think that was a nice little tie yeah. up at the end there to talk about character development because, that's why I did it. oh, look at you. So then act two basically is them going to the bio, the, nowhere. That's the name, right. The yeah. name of the planet, nowhere. Um, which is basically a giant celestial head. Right. Which is very interesting. And so it's basically like, think of it of like the lawless Las Vegas mm -hmm. of space. Yeah. You know? And so, um, there's a lot of gambling, there's drinking, there's criminals, there's all of that. And they're there to meet Gamora's vibe. Yes. Vibe. So, um, it's, so something that I, when we were watching this that I picked up on that I had never picked up on before in the many, many times that I've seen this movie was, um, when Gamora, cause Gamora kind of gives like a little voiceover about the background of nowhere. Yeah. And she mentions that it was originally mined by the Tavon group. Mm -hmm. And that's the collector's name. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's why right? the collector has a big palace there. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So like, because I guess, like, maybe in the back of my head, I was like, well, how is this guy just buying all right, this shit? Right, it's his family's right. stuff. It's his family's yeah. giant celestial right. head. exactly. Yeah. So, we kind of see a little bit of the of the collectors. So, it, the... Whoa. Sorry. How I hate the collector. <laughs> Why? So, yeah, so we see a little bit of the collector mm -hmm. um, and a little bit of his, you know, objects. We see him kind of not being very nice to his servant. Right. Um, so... He's making them wait. They're hanging out in a bar. And this is where we kind of see, you know, we just did the character development. Well, there's even, then there's even more. Right. You know, which is good for a movie. Right. To have multiple character development <laughs> plots throughout the story. Yeah. But. So there's kind of two, there's two separate things that right. are happening. There's, there's Drax and Rocket and Groot are in the bar and we have 
Gamora. Uh, Gamora and, uh, and Quill off, and, and Quill's trying to seduce her a little bit. Right, she's music, not, and she's not she's having, not having it. it. Um, but but we, you kind of see, you see a moment. Yes. Where he gives her the music yeah. to listen to. And it's and like a almost nice, soft kiss, moment. And then she throws a knife at him. He talks about Footloose. Right, and he puts a knife at his throat. Just like yeah. any romantic moment. Yeah, right. super romantic. And she goes, do not. What I loved, I think a throwaway thing in there, that I loved is because she had the headphones on, she couldn't hear herself, and she She's was yelling. yelling. Yeah. <laughs> Something about pelvic sorcery. Right? And it was just funny. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, then what, then they hear there's a racket going on and it turns out that, you know, what had been a friendly drinking, you know, time turns into, um, Drax and Rocket fighting. Um, so this is where you really see. This is a good character development from Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. Because he just talks of, like, he's drunk, obviously, and that's where all your little (laughs) secrets come out. And he just, he keeps getting called a rodent. Rodent or vermin Vermin or whatever. And he takes offense to it because he doesn't see himself as that. He sees himself as. Well, we get this moment where he's like almost crying and he's like, I didn't ask to get made. Right. Like, um, and it's, it's actually a really emotional moment because it's this like, I mean, it's this cute, cuddly little raccoon, but he's, he's. Who also acts like a badass. Right. Well, well, not just, he's a cute, cuddly raccoon, but he has like, um, a consciousness. Like he's conscious of himself, which, which animals are not. And right, but this is also space, so you don't know he could just be an alien, just like the Nova Core people look like humans. Yeah, but they're not. So this is the thing: he could be. He could have. I think it's important to know. Yeah, but that he no, was but he made. says there ain't no thing like me except me. Well, because that's him, because he was made that way. But I'm saying, but for all we knew at first, he could have just. There could have been a species of aliens that look like raccoons. Yeah. Right. But, okay, so, well, yeah, I'm not, like... Well, you keep saying he's this soft, cuddly raccoon. Well, he is. And he has a... And animals don't normally have consciousness. Right. But for all we would have known... No, but that was the illegal... Like, they mention it. No, that was... Right, but I'm... Right. I don't okay. understand what you're saying. I, well, what I'm saying is... You're just seeing him like an animal. With your consciousness. But... I was saying that there could have, for, for all we knew before we knew he was genetically altered, is for all we knew he could have just been an alien that just happened to look like a raccoon. Okay. But we know he's genetically altered. Well, right. Like, at this point, we know. Right. I just don't want because it's clear that he is a raccoon. Right. A creature well, just... who was then given a consciousness. And he's the only one of his kind and and he's he's got intelligence. He's able to speak. He's able to make things and shoot no, I, people. I understand. And this, no, I understand and, that. Right. And I'm saying that the that it's a really like sad and like yes. empathetic moment because because these people just keep referring to him as a vermin or a, a rodent, rodent right. as like as like an animal that has no consciousness, but right. he does. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Because I feel like he came on really strong at me, and I don't fucking know why. And I don't know why you're being so antagonistic about this. I'm not. You really were, I though. Was not. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Email us with your thoughts. I attack you. 
first superhero thing last time, and now this. No, go on. No. Why don't you just talk from now on? No, what? I wish it... This is what it is. It's just conversation. Well, you're an asshole. <laughs> so anyway... Um, so you get very emotional. Yes. And so we just kind of see here that... And then uh, Drax, like, storms off. Mm. Because he doesn't care about the money. No, he's just there. Uh, Quill's able to calm down Rocket by bringing up the money, but mm-hmm. Drax doesn't care about the money. So then, basically, so now they go to the collector. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we find out, in a huge reveal, mm-hmm. uh, that what's inside the orb... Is it an Infinity Stone? Infinity Stone. Is it the... Purple one? Right. Why? How do you never which remember gem? that? I never remember which gem... Oh, like, they don't, like, mention what the name of it is. I thought they did for this one. I'll look. But okay. Keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. Is it the space one? I don't know. I, like, I don't know what the infinity... I didn't know that they had different names. Yeah. Well, like, the one Doctor Strange has is a time gem. Okay. Is this I the always, destruction gem? I, I don't know. I remember is the time um. <laughs> well, like, what's the Tesseract supposed to be? The power gem? Started. Yeah. Okay, so so we just we we basically know it's an infinity gem. A what? Infinity. I don't know why I said insanity. <laughs> insanity gem. First of all, you didn't even say insanity. You said insanity. No. <laughs> I know. I will, you know, to give you credit for half a second, I was like, wait, what does that mean? Right. Uh, okay, so it's the purple infinity stone. And uh, we kind of, I, he gives he gives a little bit of a, a speech about the infinity power. stones. It's the power one? It's the power stone. What? It just sounds super yeah, stupid. <laughs> um, so comic booky. Mm-hmm. Um, they all are. Uh, so anyway, um, so he gives like a, a little bit of a backstory about, um, maybe they do mention it cause they mention mm-hmm. how, um, once a group of powerful beings tried to contain it and they couldn't. Right. Um, so it became six different, right? Was there six different no. no. He's just talking about the, the power stone, like. Specifically. Well, they talk about the six... No, he talks about that there were multiple ones broken up. Right. And then he talks about the the well, power right, one. Didn't he say there were six stones? Yeah. Right. That's what I was saying. Why would you say no to me? Because that's not what I was saying. I was saying once a group of, of powerful beings tried to possess the power stone. Okay. And then they were destroyed. Right, but didn't, aren't they the powerful beings that also made no. all the stones? No. No, because you see, you see a scene of them like with the purple veins all through them, and then they explode or disintegrate or whatever. Well, I actually have a quote from him later. And he actually says, "Before creation itself, there were six singularities. Then the universe exploded into existence, and the remnants of these systems were forced into the infinity stones." Yeah. And then, and then after that, he talks about. This group of celestial mm-hmm. beings, this powerful beings that tries to possess the power stone. Okay. And I, I'm saying yes. I just hate you so much. <laughs> uh, I just like I feel like you're trying to prove me wrong. Like you go so hard at it. 
you're just like, and then I try to explain myself and you're like, no, but I have a quote right here that says exactly what you've been saying, but I'm going to say it in a man voice. <gasps> no, do not. I'm going to say not it. what I'm doing. You're mansplaining it not. to me. <laughs> No, I'm comic-explaining it to you because I have more knowledge about this stuff than you do. Right, but what we were talking about was in a movie that we both watched. <laughs> anyway. I'm not but mixed. that's an important scene. Yes, it is. Where a group of powerful beings couldn't contain it and no. they, like, disintegrated. Right. So anyway, so he's got, like, the orb pulled apart and we're looking at the gem kind of, I don't know, like, balancing it. Yeah. And then his much put upon assistant yeah. decides to grab it to get power. I didn't get that. No, she, like I didn't get I, that I, I just, at all. She's a, she's a slave. Yeah, but I didn't get why she grabbed well, it. She's I'm a slave. Just trying to kill her. No, she was just trying. To, she didn't. No one knew what would happen if she touched it. Yeah. So she just went to grab it. Maybe if she had it, she would have power. That's what I think okay. she was thinking. And oh, then she could point. destroy. Yeah. The, her captor. I wonder. Stay with me on this. Okay. Do you think that the Power Stone has a sort of, like, sway over people? Like, maybe it attracts people to it? I don't want to get too far no. into Doctor Strange, but don't they mention something about using the Time Stone and how it can become addicting or something? Yeah, but I I, I mean, it could, but I just think, I think she's Because a, I think your point is really... Right, imp- but I think she's a slave. Right. And she just thinks, she hears him talking about how powerful okay. it is. And she's like, if I can grab this real fast, mm-hmm. I can then maybe stop and break away. Right. So I think that was just well, her main I'm, I'm I don't think it was like, um, okay. my precious <laughs> okay. type anything. I just think. No, because that's kind of what I was, right. I guess, I just think for. it was literally like, hey, it's like if there was a gun right here and you. And I really wanted to shoot you. Right. And you were my captain. I mean, I was your captain <laughs> and I wanted to break away. I would try to grab that. So she was grabbing the only weapon that she had available right there. Okay. To try to, yeah. you know, not knowing that it was going to disintegrate her. So once she grabs it, I'll say probably one of the greatest cinematic yeah. screams I've ever heard. Yes. It was a really good scream. So she kind of disintegrates. There's like an explosion. Mm-hmm. And and his... She really couldn't contain it. No. She was not strong. No. Um, but I mean, I guess she doesn't have to scrub his... Right collection anymore no, she's dead so she basically do much of anything <laughs> so basically we have um they run out and they're like well they grab they, they grab yeah the, thing the they orb have, around right. the infinity so stone. they have that and they're like okay nobody can have this we have to take it back to the Nova. yeah and and peter quill's like that's a great idea but what if we find somebody to buy it um, and so that's when, you know, we see more character development mm-hmm. where, you know, Quill still is after the money right. and, uh, um, and Gamora is just like, so we see something interesting from Gamora where she's like, we have to get, like, we have to have somebody contain this, right. like, like even protect though she's it. Thanos' daughter, she she's quote working, unquote works for Ronan, yeah. she actually... Doesn't like Thanos and doesn't like Ronan. Right. And wants to actually stop him. Yeah. And so she's like, we really have to get this to them. Yeah, and throughout the movie we hear a little bit more of her mm-hmm. backstory about how Thanos killed basically, I guess, her whole family. Well, he's, it's an adopted daughter. Yeah, and he basically like took her off of her home world right. and tortured, like basically made her a living weapon. Right. 
Um, so... But he, she was also his favorite daughter. Yeah. Because Nebula, um, she looks very robotic mm-hmm. in parts, and we find out that it was because he kept pitting them against each other, uh-huh. and every time... You're uh, going to the next movie. Is that the... We don't yeah, find that out in no. this one? Oh, never mind. Oh, don't go too we, far. You know, Nebula's just very... Is very jealous. Yes. Of her sister. Yeah. Okay. And then I stopped there. Good job. Whew. That was close. Yeah. So then, yeah. So basically they have to go to, so their next goal for Act 3 is to get to the Nova Corps. Yes. Um, and we also see, you know, but, Drax called Ronan. Yes, there we go. Um, and Ronan comes and. And Drax's whole point is he wants to fight and kill right. Ronan. And Ronan, and Ronan doesn't give a shit out Well, at first we see Ronan doesn't give a shit right. about him. Right. Like he doesn't even remember his family. Right. Um, so, you know, basically, long story short, he yeah. beats the crap out of Drax, um, and, uh, we see that they get the orb, mm-hmm. and Quill gets picked up by the Ravagers, mm-hmm. and he basically ends up convincing them to help with the, getting the orb back, mm-hmm. um, to save that planet. What's... Nova. Oh, no, Nova, the Nova planet. Yes. So basically in Act 3, what we get is um, them trying to save... The Nova Corps helping the Guardians. Right, because what happens is Ronan gets the the stone, and he was supposed to bring it to Thanos, Mm -hmm. and then he He ends up... back and betrays Thanos. Right. So he rips the orb Mm -hmm. open, and he grabs the stone, and we see that he's able to hold it. Mm -hmm. And he puts it on his, like, mallet thingy, Mm -hmm. so he's able to... Contain right. or use and it makes the him power super powerful. Yeah, even more. So then he heads I mean, for the he, he heads for the Nova's planet to destroy it. Yes, basically. So he he goes there. So they're all. So what like he said, Quill, mm-hmm. um, the Ravagers. Yeah, helps tells the rap convinces them to help. Yeah, um, we, and we also, also see, see a really nice spot with Quill where he sacrifices himself for Gamora. Yeah, because Gamora goes after the stone. Yeah. In space. Yeah. And, and she gets shot out, she of, her gets little, shot out yeah. of her thing. Quill puts on his mask, mm-hmm. goes out and gives her his mask, and almost dies. Right. But thankfully, Yondu. Mm-hmm. He, that's why he calls Yondu to come yeah. around and sing. So, and then we see on the Ravager ship, we see the Guardians coming together. Yeah. Coming and, up with a plan together, right. too. And <laughs> my favorite is when Peter's like, you know what I see when I look at us? A bunch of losers. And they're all like, what? And he's like, I mean, people who have lost things. Right. <laughs> Um, so, you know, they've all lost loved ones, um, or just lost the feeling of, you know, I don't know, whatever. They've all lost people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we see them kind of come together Mm -hmm. and become a team. Right. Um, They convince the Nova Corps to help them. They convince the Ravengers to help them. Yeah. So they get other people on board, Mm -hmm. and there's just this giant fight. Yeah. The Nova Corps does a super cool thing where they get all their ships, to kind of touch points. <laughs> I, I know it's a Super pocket, gay. Right? And they just touch points and they become like this like electric Shield? fence. Yeah. Um, I actually, I mean, it may have looked cool. Um, militarily, yes. it was a disastrous yes, thing. Literally. Because it literally destroyed most of their oh, yeah. like air force. Oh, yeah. And killed a ton of people. A ton of people. Um, so we, the Guardians are able to get on um, Ronan's ship, which is called the Dark Aster, which is probably the coolest name for a ship. <laughs> I'm really digging it. Uh, and then 
Yeah, so basically they end up bringing the ship down, but it's like, it's crash landing. Mm -hmm. And so Groot sacrifices himself mm -hmm. to save them. So he grows out himself and makes, becomes a Into big, a giant ball. Yeah. Oh, to insulate so them. so sad. Yeah. He can tell him, don't do it. He's actually crying. He's yeah. like, don't do it, Groot. Don't yeah. do You'll it. Don't die. Get it. And then Groot says, we are <laughs> which is super which reminds me of uh, an episode of Flash when Iris is goes, we are Flash <laughs> and everyone made fun of her for that but when Groot does it it's okay <laughs> oh now that's some tree splaining because <laughs> <So. laughs> um, he had a tree dick so it was okay yeah, so it's okay um, so they because you just need a dick doesn't matter right. what it is <laughs> A branch, a real mm. dick, whatever. So, yeah, so they crash onto the, the surface of the planet and Ronan is still alive and kicking mm -hmm. and all juiced up from the Power Stone. And basically, the Guardians are able to get the stone out of the mallet and Quill grabs the stone and he's able to hold it. Mm -hmm. And But he's still going to be torn apart. It's, it's just tearing happening. him apart. You can see it, but he's holding it a lot longer than right. that girl held. And then he, he holds Gamora's hand, and then Drax touches him, and then oh Rocket, with his little paw, grabs Drax's finger, and together they're able to hold, hold the, 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 the stone. stone, and then they destroy Ronan. Yes. And then they put the stone in the orb. Right. Um, um, one really... I mean, it was just... It was good because they all voluntarily at that time came together. Yeah. Because they didn't know... If Gamora grabbed his hand, for all she knew, she could have been destroyed. Right. Because they heard about six beings yeah. who couldn't contain the power yeah. together. You know, and Drax did the same thing. And Rocket, I think it's it's great symbol of Rocket grabbing Drax's hand. Mm -hmm. You know, since they're the ones that had the big issue. So it's just... Oh, good point. It's just so nice. Yeah. It's just so nice. Yeah, so then everything kind of gets wrapped up. Um, we Quill, find out that Quill, Quill... Yeah. Yondu thinks that he's got the orb, right. but he doesn't. Quill gives it to the Nova Corps, and they're... Protecting it. And we also find out that the Nova Corps um, did a scan of Quill mm -hmm. and noticed that he's half human mm -hmm. and half something, something else. else, which we'll find out in yeah. volume two. So then they mentioned, you know, that's probably why you were able to hold right. the stone for so long. Um, and he said, no, it's because of friendship. <laughs> I mean, that would have been great if I he know. did. But... Like an after school scan. Right, right, right. Uh, and they all jump up, high five, yeah. and please. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, if I wrote Guardians, <laughs> it would have everything Tim Gunn had, James Gunn had. You would make it work. <laughs> so if you were writing this, uh, for some reason I automatically started thinking about the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> oh my gosh, wheels and yeah, the other ones. I just know wheels. The ethnically diverse right. ones. And the girl. Right, the girl. <laughs> the cool white guy. Yes. Gosh. <sighs> um, oh, yeah, the poor Wheels kid. Yeah. Wheels kid was also the nerd. <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> Duh. Uh, yeah, I mean, so... look at Newsies and Crutchy. Crutchy was a nerd. What? Crutchy and Newsies. I never saw Newsies. Uh, but basically, he's basically the... You know, he, he, he has to have a crutch. Okay. And oh, crutchy. crutchy. I get it. <laughs> but he's also, How kind of, creative. he's also kind of the nerd of the group. Okay. I just, I, I'm just here to say that the Burger King's Kids Club is just a, a spinoff of Newsies. 
don't want to be controversial, but that's what I'm saying. They took Newsies out. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So basically, uh, we get it wrapped up pretty well here. Um, we kind of see the, the Guardians go off, and they're all together on Quill's rebuilt ship, and they're going to... And at the beginning of the movie, Quill's mom, right before she kicked the bucket, gave Ooh. him a present. He hasn't opened it in all those years. Yeah. He opens it at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. And it's Awesome Mix Volume 2. Aww. And new songs. Yeah. Oh, and we also noticed that Groot's not dead. Yes. Rocket took a little stick twig. of twig of Groot. Maybe, his, maybe it, his dick. We don't apparently know. apparently a twig then turns into a living being. Yeah, so one of the po- the post credit scenes. It's baby is- Groot. <laughs> Which was a huge thing. Oh, the amount and of, I hated it the so much. The amount of baby Groot Anything? pop figures I have upstairs oh my is God. ridiculous. I just want to destroy them all. Re- and, and this is like, I mean, this is, this is like Baby Groot volume two, but this is like really Baby Groot when he's in a plant. Yeah. Dancing Baby Groot and oh, oh, so many it. Baby Groot pop figures. I hate it. So many. Um, and then in the final post credit scene, there's the collector and Howard, and the, Howard duck. the Duck. This is just a nice throwaway yeah. for all of us. Because we're not getting a Howard the Duck movie. No. And if we okay. did, I wouldn't watch it. No. Um, unless he sticks to his own species. Ugh. We know Howard <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> so yeah, so overall, this movie is super entertaining. Mm-hmm. Great I love movie. it. Great movie. Um, and... I mean, honestly, I would give it a perfect 10. Like, there's mm. nothing that I would change about this movie. I love everything about it. I love I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's a great movie. I think it, it's a perfect movie. Yeah, I, would give it, I, I don't give any movies a 10 out of 10. I usually don't either. I would give it a 9.5 out of 10. I would say a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah. I have no issues. Fine, a 9.99. Yes. Okay. That. I have no issues with the movie. No, I'm yeah. mad about that. Everything made me happy. It was yeah. just a really. It was super good, entertaining. Yes. Yeah. It was a good. It was enjoyable. Great movie. plot. Very but easy to follow. Except, you know, and what was also nice about it, even though he's not in it a lot, the only other time we saw Thanos mm-hmm. was at the end of Avengers. Mm-hmm. So it's just nice. Okay. Wow. They're really gearing up this Thanos thing. And you love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Super hard for So Thanos. yeah. So it's just, it's nice. That they're kind of doing that, and they're showing us more Thanos, and they're mm-hmm. showing us more of... This is a really expanded universe. Yeah. Yeah, that it's all connected. Yeah. Showing that it's all connected. Yeah. So, it was just, it was really nice. Uh, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we talked about that movie and we rated that movie, yeah. I have a couple of notes from last episode, because I was editing the last episode, and I just want to say, um, first of all... There was a point at which um, I talked about Von Strucker. Yes. And um, <laughs> I've been catching up on S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Which you need to you watch know, this I season. Know, I have to no. I'm, oh, I'm watching hockey. Oh my Monday gosh. We're trying to record a podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm, sued. I'm sorry, but when I have sports on, oh I can't control myself. So, yeah, so um, this. Season of Shield, no real spoilers, I guess. But there's yeah, like there's some throwbacks, okay. like or like flashbacks. Oh, that's okay. the word I'm looking for. And you see a young Von Strucker. Okay. You also see a young Agent Sitwell. Oh, yes. Right. Um. So yeah. Uh, so that made me think of that. Um. Also, you were right about so like 
yourself. Keep it in. Good. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to edit that out. I was right. Yes. About um, everything? No. About, um, so Von Struger using the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene in this episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. where Von Struger is like, we should use the Tesseract to create the perfect being. Um, and then in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, the Winter Soldier? Yes. At the end of the post credit scene, we see that he's using the spear that yeah. has the Tesseract power to try to create the perfect being. Right. So I thought that that was a really cool... Because again, you know what? It proved what I said, so I thought it was really cool too. Well, you know what? You don't get full credit because you're not caught up on Shield. <laughs> I'm still um, right. Well, I knew what they were doing with it. So yeah. Um, so again, that's just another way where like Shield is. I feel like right now Shield is like yeah. So I, I mean, I don't want to say right now because literally every every season of Shield is so good, it's so different, and so good. Canceled. Yeah. And then and then it like. Freaking knocks it out of the yeah, park. I can't scene. wait to do podcasts on some on some Shield apps. Um, I mean, I think we could do probably like maybe two or three episodes on each season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, God, yeah. It's so good. But it's nice cool. because again, it's that thing where you have these little tidbits. Yep. And so it's all kind. Of, it just shows that it's all kind of. But it's just such small yeah. throwaway things. But it's crazy. I know, but it makes you so happy. There's so much attention but to it detail. Makes you so happy. It does. Yeah. I'm so happy. I know. I know. Um, one other thing. Yes. So a big thing that happened at the end of last episode was us talking about Marvel and DC and the whole comic booky thing. Uh, yes. And so <laughs> we're not going to get in an argument because no. I think we kind of talked about it again afterwards <laughs> and we yes, kind no. of figured out we where we were going. these conversations off No, mic. never. Right. So basically. And I think this is actually a really interesting thing that's happening is I'm coming from a place of not being very, um, um, (laughs) then I try to talk about it and I don't, um, I, I'm coming from a place of not being super educated about comic books. So I think I have a kind of naive Mm -hmm. view of comic books. So when I was saying that Marvel movies are, and you know, the MCU is kind of, um, comic book more yeah. comic booky i think what i was thinking of was like early comic books where they're trying to be like um like superheroes were created to give hope right. and be that like symbol of hope like superman was created right. as like the you know symbol mm-hmm. of american like yes. you know this is what you Truth, should be right the american, the american way, way. Yeah. so that kind of stuff so that's where i was coming from not to say that like nothing's dark in the MCU, but there's more of a lightness to it than DC, which is super well, dark. While I have read so many stories in my life mm-hmm. that I have seen dark times in Marvel. Well, and you were telling me that in like the eighties and nineties, oh, yeah. comic books got super, super dark. dark. Yeah. Yeah. Super so, dark and very big breasted women. <laughs> apparently all they cared about. It was really ridiculous. In like, Outfits that there's right. no physical. There's no, there's no that's way. not a person. No. no. But also the outfits, how are they staying on? Right, exactly. But yeah, so you know, and so I was coming from, oh, well, I, you know, but it's the very Dark Knight Returns. Because you I'm said in the last from, episode, yeah. you were like, you were like, or maybe I said, I can't remember, but I, 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 one of us said that we're both using the term comic booky, but we weren't using it the, the same, same way. way. Right. And that's because we're looking at two different eras of comic exactly. books. Exactly. 
Right. So I thought that that was that was really cool, right. and also we're still friends. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> if, if that's what broke <laughs> after fifteen years, if that's what we were just like, you know what? I can't get over this. But I remember being very angry. Oh, you were. I was really, really angry, angry at the time that we were actually talking about oh, it. Oh, I know. But you know, I was very restrained on the podcast. I don't oh, think that 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 oh, that rage came across. I'm glad you weren't as rageful about it. I don't it. think that we should record at my house anymore. No, because yeah, we only well as opposed <laughs> to what we just had. Few minutes ago, I but, hated you a little bit yes, in the middle of this episode. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe it's just oh. you know. Well, maybe because we're not going point by point. Yeah, and we're doing more we conversation. Have, we have more opportunity to talk. More, yeah. yeah, we have more opportunity to disagree the, vehemently with each point other. Point by point allowed us to say, well, you know what? I can't disagree with that. Right. That's what happened. That is what happened. Now you still tried though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but I have these notes yeah. here. All right, so, so that what, was a little bit of a wrap up from last week's episode. One quick fact. Oh, oh yeah. One fun, fun fact, fact. that I wanted to do was, and I just I love this fact, and I didn't even need to look it up because I told Ooh. Allison at the end after we finished watching it, and I don't remember it. <laughs> the voice of Howard the Duck in this movie was Seth Green. Oh yeah, and I like that. That made me happy. I remember you telling me that now. Yep. So that that's a fun fact. Cool. Um, All right. Well, the next was movie... anybody shirtless in this? Oh yeah, yes. Peter Quill was shirtless. Oh, uh, it's a Marvel Rocket movie. was shirtless. <laughs> Technically, Groot shirtless. Drax, Drax is shirtless, shirtless the whole time. time. But it's a Marvel movie, so you need a wet shirtless. Yeah, but I was theme. noticing that we should have like shirtless corner where we talk about who's well, shirtless in this movie. Yeah, a lot of shirtless, but the main sex appeal shirtless one. Was yeah, um, Peter Quill. Yeah, getting hosed down, getting hosed down on his way into the when in his uh, boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Ah. I'm telling you, okay, boxer briefs. Oh, I know. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> so the next movie's gonna be the last movie in Phase Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Age of Ultron. Okay. Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Um, I have mixed feelings about this. Well, okay, we're gonna watch it again though, because every time we think yeah that we didn't like certain things, we then rewatch it and we're like, okay. Yeah. It's not as, I mean, this is not the strongest movie, I'll say mm-hmm. that. But I remember being like, ugh, Iron Man 2, and then being like, you know what? I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. So. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the movie. But also, I think we're looking at these movies now, though, yeah. as we've seen the movies that come after, and knowing what they set up. Yeah. There's a lot that this movie sets up that's going to affect the next, the movie after that, right. the beginning of Phase 3. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. So this has can't been... believe we're almost on phase three. We should. We should be way past. We should be way into phase, phase three, three right, right now. now. Yeah. Um. So this has been insert super fun here. Yes. Um, I'm Allison. Thanks for joining us. Yeah.